Hi hello and welcome to Saturday Architecture. Please do subscribe and share your feedback on all the episodes that you hear. Your feedback is very important to us. Have fun listening to this podcast. This is Kumaran your host. Hi all welcome to another episode of uh, Saturday Architecture just before the call we were just having a little bit of a conversation with Gautam and i thought it made sense for us to talk about uh, enterprise architecture and architecture uh, and what are the challenges in um, or the lacuna or weaknesses in enterprise architecture itself and it's usually hard to spot it so it's one of those things like we will have to spot that weakness based on the symptoms because there isn't a dipstick to measure a good architecture and a bad architecture but let's kind of share some of the experiences that we have telling that this is a problem that happened and uh, this was due to a lack in architecture right so basically if you take the five pillars of architecture there is a business technology there is a design the environment in which it's going to operate on what are the quality attributes and the human dynamics so these five pillars something gets uh, missed so maybe i think we'll start with raja so raja just curious right uh, when you work in such a large organization right uh, how does the enterprise architecture team and their deliverables kind of work hand in hand with the uh with the teams on the floor and how does this frameworks work along with that right we have many we have zapman we have toga yep. uh, isa different kind of thing how does this actually percolate down see ultimately it has to percolate down to the lower most team which is implementing the project right what's Absolutely. been your experience I mean how is the structure how does the flow happen Uh, excellent so you t- you touched on that point clearly uh, kumaran how we can percolate that to the shop floor literally the development team or to the operations team or uh, the end user who is going to use the system right apparently what happened with enterprise architecture team they used to align with the cao office and sitting uh, sitting in the headquarters not really into uh, some but something is happening in china you go there and talk to the users and understand how and then recreate back into the enterprise architecture right that was Why? a missing piece that was Why? a missing piece Why should i talk i know everything i'm an that is a problem that is exactly the problem and that's why most of the enterprise architecture implementations have failed across okay and most of the uh, organizations have even dismantled enterprise architecture actually speaking right now uh, i know but but uh, the important reason for that right it is it is really highly impossible to get that blueprint up front talking to everyone okay and get that up front right now in the technology transformation that is happening in the current world right there's nothing stable for 3 to 3 to 6 months so it keeps changing right and getting that blueprint across the organization at the enterprise level is a it's a very impossible task right now honestly speaking right so that is why i i even like the idea of i mean being an enterprise architect i even like the idea of making it really uh, you know as it evolve not really as a blueprint but let it evolve 
right not really uh, getting as a you know somebody sitting uh, a team of uh, 17 18 architects sitting there and getting into system architect application and try to model everything and then going to implementation right that model doesn't work anymore because of the high amount of transformation that's happening in the technology as well as in the business world right so that's that's become impossible so i strongly believe though it is called uh, you know agile uh, changes but honestly uh, honestly that adds a lot of value uh in terms of getting that evolution and enterprise architecture job right now or uh, architecture's job right now is to make sure that evolutions are going in a right path just a, just a support system for that not necessarily uh, you know uh, we provide a blueprint rather we support them their travel that's how i look at it right now okay. and the uh so basically what what is it so basic what is the how does the handshake happen like so there is let's say architects at a project level right how, how did the handshake happen between the enterprise architect and the okay below? so you should what happens. are the deliverables for example it could be something like you know um, the architecture principles gets handed down right like for example yep. let's say whatever you do it should have uh, internationalization for example yeah right or uh, if i kind of go down at a technical level i would say nothing on prem or everything on prem could be yeah. anything right yeah uh, so what are the things that gets handed down okay so usually it is a model system architect model if you really put it into uh, an implementation level right uh, the software like system architect which actually model everything okay the guidelines in terms of all the uh, different architectures that we spoke about like business architecture the information the app the tech you know uh, and the operation right so the itil kind of processes what needs to be the guidelines so basically we'll provide the guidelines right uh, to to the uh, solution architects to take their decisions Uh, on the solutioning perspective okay so if there is a credit card solutioning that has to happen within the organization boundary uh, this is how the integration should happen right with the rest of the systems and there is a guidelines for it like you have an soa in place or you have uh, you know uh, what is the different methodologies right now so you know those guidelines are provided by the enterprise architect it is there in the system in the model uh, as a software right and if somebody is doing a solution architecture right if they change some systems it might automatically reflect in the system architect uh, sys- uh, you know an application which shows there is a there is a red red problem here right so the ho- it's kind of gives a hot map right so what is red what is green and what is uh, amber kind of a mode right and then uh, the solution architect uh, uh, takes that information the guidelines and started putting the solutioning perspective whether it's a build or buy solutioning or uh, if it is a buy solutioning whether the product uh, you know addresses uh, those guidelines or uh, if it is a build solution uh, automatically how we can get that into place right whether it's a uh, in the tech arc perspective whether it's a java shop which one provides uh, high high align alignment to the architectures and stuff like that right and then it goes to the technology architecture so we provide most of the things through the system architect as a tool okay if if uh, i'm talking about a very big organizations right if you have a uh, small and medium enterprises kind of an organization right and and mostly it is through uh, uh, wiki pages at this point of time so uh, yeah okay. that's that's that that that's fine now what are the uh, things right like because it's uh, the one challenge is of course uh, the low level 
needs right not even the low level need the actual needs mm-hmm. okay the enterprise architect team is kind of they have 3 4 degrees of separation especially in uh, organizations which op- operate in multiple geographies the first boundary happens to be the geography itself geography and time zone yep. okay yep. so that becomes two uh, boundaries they have to cross then then what happens is even though they might be familiar with the business there will be geography specific business variations there there is a change there absolutely then technology itself right the same technology which is probably applicable in let's say malaysia might not be applicable in uh, indonesia because of the support or whatever right yeah but the regulatory is right the regulatory there is another boundary that comes here then then there comes another boundary that operating conditions for example the let's say you will get good infrastructure guys who know how to maintain a nas or a cisco but maybe if i go to some place like uh, cambodia i might not get somebody like that with that yep. level of skill set yep. to operate that network or that right yep. um then finally is actually the end user okay Uh, in the way that i told it's so sad that i have to talk about the end <laughs> it is the last <laughs> okay but that a cambodian user will be definitely very different from a malaysian user or a singaporean user or an indian user or a us user yeah. within the shop now this is a controlled end users yeah i am not even gone to the end user interacting with the it system yeah okay so for the person sitting there they really have 4 to 5 degrees of separation and each pillar of architecture right there is something getting dropped yep. there is a gap here between operations in cambodia and vietnam it environment something got dropped absolutely so the person who is there in hq they'll say factory visit they will go to some thing in uk or they will do some two three visits Okay, yep. and say, oh, we have visited the data center. We know exactly what is needed. Okay, now how does those things? How does it actually get manifested? Now the problem is this weakness in architecture won't come out as a weakness in architecture itself. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So in let me give one example of what I had. Right, this is my favorite, oft-repeated SharePoint example that I had. Okay. did the sharepoint implementation document management system my first project in microsoft rolled it out the customer gave a sign off 9 out of 10 lot of appreciation great roll out all that done 10 months later we go for renewal that case is get lost nobody is using this application okay then we figure out that the end users found it boring to fill up 10 mandatory fields so they forgot they refused to upload content into the knowledge management system if no document in what can i search i have a great search engine but there is no content i cannot show anything okay now technically and i'm and okay so this is for which i got an a lot of appreciation as an architect right great sharepoint architect first time technology first implementation in india yeah super we went to 10 other customers showcase we have implemented it like that but nobody will ask after 10 minutes was anybody using it absolutely that question is never asked 
right and when the customer renew refused to renew nobody even told that kumaran you you messed up i'm forlent i have to edit it <laughs> okay it is really that bad actually mm. okay but nobody will hold me responsible for having not considered the human dynamics pillar mm. yeah now this is a site engineer who's working on the site okay he comes one day in a month he's a dead tired he want to file his reports and i want him to upload 10 documents and filling 10 mandatory seals he'll say go get lost i have better things to do in life absolutely this is a serious flaw in architecture absolutely okay and because i am again an outsource to that construction company right i am from microsoft i will never know the pain of a construction worker project manager who is coming to office in one day to me it is like one document 10 fields i do calculation okay how long does it take 10 seconds 10 seconds 10 seconds 10 seconds one minute is all that take it takes to upload a document how hard can it be no but it's very hard right so that human dynamics pillar was missed result of that thousands of dollars of revenue lost to microsoft as a technical solution provider i have failed and the poor company which spend thousands of dollars in developing that solution and implemented they are also lost so that clear pillar of human dynamics pillar which is a failure of architecture will never be got so like that have you seen other places but then oh, yes. it looks like you know but the manifestation is what you know end users no they are not uh, committed bad okay blame them idiots end users not committed people right they just want to do things the old way they don't want to work in the new way this is a statement that is made and architects get away it's like politicians you know why didn't you do something 50 years ago one government did this no because of that only i didn't implement exactly <laughs> so i mean i heard something like you put it as part of the guidelines and you know that's that's exactly how it is that guidelines should have been for, charted out like 10 years back but now the solution architects will say that's how that's what it's been said in the guidelines and they didn't even bother to check back with the enterprise architecture whether this is how actually the interesting thing which i was looking for is right a problem that's happening but it will never be connected to an architect so architect. consider this as a expose episode this is architect's problem which didn't but typically it will come as something else agreed right? so for example i think let's take the case that we work when we rolled out a solution it went to another geography china had its own uh, firewall for whatever its system right in intranet itself mm-hmm. when we went production the chinese users could not use it now we will say the network team is bad they are not enabling the firewalls for our solution to work classical fault mode blaming right but it's a architectural thing where we forgot to un- missed get the, the architect forgot to get the in- now he will say you know i need this you didn't do it it's your problem yep yeah no no architecture takes care of constraints and Absolutely. it has to work with that so like that can you think of anything that's happening or happened happening in you know, so many so many everyday job uh, that we face is exactly this because a lot of information we are not Raja, able to are you telling it. every day we are getting messed up because the architect didn't do their job well no honestly if you ask me right uh, if you ask me if somebody can think about it upfront all these things and ask those questions right 
okay and it's actually a power of asking questions right and and if that happens most of the systems you would be able to make it really successful because uh, that questioning piece was missing most of the times it, it's there in some document is there in some confluence it's not about that it is about for whom we are doing it and just asking questions to the uh, end users and asking questions to the operation guys right that What piece is the most painful experience or like ah, face palm kind of a thing for you let's okay. say forget others for you what does it mean like i think uh, we are looking for a perfect solution where it does not exist so so i i think uh, what we have to realize is that it is there is so many uncertainties in the whole environment that is it is very difficult even to ask the right questions right because nobody whatever however much knowledge they might have or experience they might have they can possibly think of maybe 10 aspects of something there'll be something 11 12 13 which is which is which they cannot Fair see this is it's in their blind spot right like so you cannot do that so what needs to be thought about is how does means we are looking does not don't want to make perfection as a as a problem which you want to solve you want to you want to minimize the risk and you have to see how enterprise architecture actually can help mitigating it over a period of time so this is make decision making in times of uncertainty right where you where you definitely don't have the perfect information you definitely cannot predict everything what is outcome going to be how do you make decisions in a imperfect information world that is what i think the architecture should focus on where yeah. it says okay we don't we don't know what is going to happen but we know these are the possible outcomes which will be there how do we make sure that we move in that direction and, and this happens at very large scale I mean, this is this is means i was just listening to one uh, uh, argument about how india handled covid right and that is you can in some ways control uh, as a as an architectural problem as to how do you how do you address such a huge problem right where things are not known nobody knows how bad the virus is whether it will spread fast it will spread slow how many people will die everybody is making predictions right how, what does the government do right they are the people on the executing end of the things right what do they do right so they have to make decisions in in this all this uh, face of uncertainty uncertainty so and they decide to say okay we just we don't know what is going to happen let us just do lockdown for 3 weeks right and and we don't know what will happen so we'll take the drastic measure first right and we'll we'll go through the pain and say we'll, we'll figure out what happens in the 3 weeks we'll give we'll just sort of bring the whole system down so that we know what is moving what is not moving right so that is one approach which you look at how do you make decisions uh, in a now people can argue whether that was right wrong all those stuff no. is there that is all hindsight 2020 right but in that situation when you are thrown with with these problems same thing with architecture where somebody comes in he says i want a solution for this what are you going to do it tomorrow fair enough because i completely agree with you right but uh, it's not about perfection it is about asking questions actually so uh, th- that questions might m- might not cover everything but actually asking questions the right point you talked about covid right okay so we have taken a extreme measure of just lockdown everywhere right is there a questions allowed from each of this uh, really about migration workers right is there a question that's been raised 
right uh, and and is there a is there a discussion that happened on that lines that's exactly what we are talking I did about not, yes of course yeah. and i think you see that, that's that's what the whole thing is that you can you still have options to react to those things right they will you cannot you cannot work with zero problems in uncertainty you cannot work with Absolutely. zero problems right so the question is how do you handle it when they happen and that is where make it, i think i think yeah, make it transparent really really help yeah what, make it what? transparent have a discussion right and and make uh, you know transparent in terms of questioning whatever it is we, we might miss something absolutely fine but ask questions right making transparent about those questions and have a discussion about that right uh, either it's in the organization with the architecture in, uh, you know team and the development team and the operations team and the business users right so that conversation no, i say i i i accept that all i'm saying is do not expect that perfection that all questions will be asked because it's not possible for people to have all the information i i so, agree deepak but however yeah. i uh, think there should be a structure to asking that question today it is free flow exactly. that's the challenge right right if architect asks whatever feels there's no structure to it so for example right let's say in the specific thing right i have five pillars ask three questions from all the five pillars now whatever question you want to ask use your experience and your judicial but at least say did you get information about the bts pillar did you get information for design did you get information for it environment like that if, uh, see, if, I'm, i'm not saying that that framework will not help the structure will not help all i'm saying is even with the frameworks there will be blind spots and oh yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and, and but the job of the architect is to handle those situations right? you are that, talking level 3 maturity three. deepak yes. we are at level 0 0 <laughs> yeah i agree that's that's a that's a truth let us at least go 1 2 then we will reach 3 we are at 0 we don't even have that architects will just ask questions for one pillar when should it get finished what are the developer skills this is all that person yeah. cares about business requirement i don't care will it be useful to the business i don't care my job is to write code which will work within 2 months After two months, the code dies. Not my problem. Right. We are not. We are at even that level zero maturity is also not there. Forget level exactly. one. Exactly. Right. So, see, okay. So the reason why I'm bringing it up is because people just give up, right? Because hey, because we cannot have a perfect solution. Let us not even try for it. Oh, right? okay. Right. So, so they need to. They need to be. able to make those mistakes and say okay we don't have perfect information but we still need to do this right we we will say oh, let me just leave it because i cannot handle all this complexity i cannot handle all the angles i cannot even answer uh, 20% of all the pillars questions let me just not do it yeah but the important so core the... principle of architecture is actually handling complexity right yes. how to handle a complexity that's yes. a key key uh, so, skill set that an architect should possess yeah. so the, the the point i'm trying Let's, to make is when people time, should not time give time. up in terms of uh, in terms of uh, uh, just, just even trying <laughs> that's what i meant to say because they get you say you give me a structure there are 45 questions in each pillar and now i will just uh, it's ah. too much for me right so that no, that's, I, that's I, what i'm trying to I, sort of prevent against I think it's basically see that's where ISA becomes easy. Togaf and Zokman is so complicated. By the time people see that, they say, "Boss, I can't do anything with this." 
but isa pillar is something which I, you can actually start off within half an hour that's all you need see these are the five Great. any experienced guy will get it one hour more than enough and then say this is the five broad areas please ask questions on them now you keep getting better at it you you start asking now for each pillar you start asking better questions like that okay here this last segment right we'll try to do it slightly differently okay probably i'll give a 2 3 minutes for each of you to pick up your minds and think about something think of some problem which you which you think is something that you came across as for example in my sharepoint kind of a thing right something that actually failed okay and if you can connect it to a pillar it's fine otherwise if you kind of say this is one big problem and most probably of the five pillars you will be able to connect it or we can connect it why we kind of do that thing where you say you know this is a failure that is there but the interesting thing is it will never be archi- uh, attributed to a architecture failure or it's the famous thing right nobody knows what an architect missed so an architect will never be fired all your jobs are safe <laughs> okay developer will get fired manager will get fired the ceo also will get fired but the architect will never get fired because he can never do anything wrong because nobody knows what he should be doing also <laughs> the only case where he will get caught is if there is a poor technical implementation which means the developer should be fired but he will be fired for something which is not his fault again <laughs> <laughs> but he will never be fired for what he should not have done <laughs> agree okay so like that what comes to each of your thing that actually end user the symptom but the yep. actual is this can you think of something yeah i, I can throw up right so this yeah. happened like four years back right so we are developing a uh, application for um, it's it's a b2c so it's about a streaming platform a music streaming platform uh, to the end users okay initially with uh, we were having a timeline of 3 to 4 f- months so we have we have started with an architecture blueprints everything ready right uh, so with with a website and a mobile application native applications basically right so uh, ios and the android application so we were like one and a half months into it uh, in the development phase suddenly there was a business request that comes in that uh, we got a deal so it has to be launched within a week's time okay so then what happened we we ditched ios and android so we thought we'll do with the browser itself in the mobile also actually speaking right so we did that uh, but there is a feature in the mobile which actually rotates the screen only if you, if the user is enabled the rotation of uh, rotation mode auto rotate mode in the mobile applications right so uh, we 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 haven't even discussed with the end users whether they will be comfortable with the mobile uh, browser that that didn't happen at all actually we assumed that there is a browser and this is the quickest thing that we can go into the market and within some one week time we just launched the whole product died because of one that particular one that particular feature because everybody 90% of the users are coming to, coming through the mobile not in the laptops uh, like typical browsers they are coming through the mobile and the mobile browser sucks literally in terms of like streaming in terms of like screen rotations they it, it didn't show us a full screen at all literally off of it just showed in the off screen that's a that's the worst experience i had uh, and i've become an investor on that so so that's the biggest <laughs> <laughs> biggest pocket hit for that actually that's yeah so i think in that case we actually missed the i would say the it environment pillar exactly and the human dynamics human dynamic i mean it was completely missed that pillar completely just missed. didn't exist yep right i think probably in architecture if we had existed 
and when we went through a change request management let's say we go through i got yep. this new change which all pillar will it affect Correct. then probably we might have picked up probably exactly exactly right or maybe if we missed it that's okay but there's a good chance that we might have picked it up in the it environment or the uh, yeah so this is one more thing that i want to highlight like wearing different hats right that actually spoils a game so if i would have been an enterprise architect like what i used to have in an organization i would have never allowed this actually but now i was wearing a different hat also like i need to deliver because there is a money involved in it right and that hats actually uh, you know spoil the architect's hat and then this went in and we didn't look at the whole uh, as you rightly said the human dimension of it and the it dimension of it we missed completely mm. yeah it, it's a it's a tricky challenge when we are playing multiple roles right yeah. so if we have a framework and it becomes a part of our nature so yeah. i kind of that's why it's kind of interesting i say architecture you are either an architect or you are not exactly it's it's a feeling it's a it's a feeling it's a behavior it's a nature yep so it's not a skill that it's not a skill it's a mindset yeah. it's Absolutely. who you are as a person so for example i kind of tell right lot of people who you who are joining this call like some of the others like deepak says you know i'm not an architect or prashant who was there in the last episode so architecture and architect is a kind of thinking where you kind of bring all these things together it's not just a skill or a framework gautam what is anything that you can recall yeah so um in uh, i i i i'm sure that you know uh, in 2016 2017 we launched gst for india uh the uh, gst rollout for india so at that point of time there was one requirement uh, i remember uh, which was like any returns that you need to do back to a party right if, if it is a b2b transaction or a b2c now uh, the requirement came from our gst team saying that you have to do the returns with the same invoice reference this was the requirement yeah now what happened was that we got the requirement from gst team and we translated into the technical team and the technical team also delivered the solution but when they gave the solution the best part was they gave a solution in a way that uh, if there is a product right so i have some five shoes five pair of shoes i got in uh, one invoice and i need to return that so the way they had written the code is exactly the way gst team had informed that okay you have to return against the same invoice but they have gone to a level that you have to return the same product that you bought at that point of time back there right so meaning that five pair of shoes that you had bought in that particular batch can only be returned meaning if there is any other product that i am transferring from one store to another i cannot return that even though it's the same product code right oh, okay. so they have returned to that level and that kind of messed up the entire return scenario so like okay then the team has to make sure that the the people on the ground right they have to make sure that the exact product that was invoiced or taken in when that product was taken in into the store or the warehouse has to be returned back so they had to uh, go transport a lot of goods here and there and then they have to do a return so it it was it was going on for almost a week because of this entire mess up and then we had to and redesign the entire thing and then we had to redeploy so though they have deployed so if you look at it they have delivered what was requested but that nitigrities of that uh, exact invoice they just took took it literally saying that the exact invoice product can only be written that's it so this was uh, one of the uh, biggest challenge that we faced a few years back 
I think in short, it also it's that operation success patient led. Correct, correct. <laughs> so uh, probably here, I think in this case we have missed actually three pillars. One is business technology. What is the reason behind the whole thing? Then the uh, human dynamics part, right? How easy or difficult right. it is for people to do that, right? What happens in the real world? I think these two pillars got missed out over there. Nishant, Venkat, anything you guys can think of? Yeah, I can go. So, yeah, actually, it it had, it had happened to uh, all of us, right? So even uh, uh, like uh, you know, uh, we are we are doing sim forming uh, sim former support. So when we are providing application to the sim formers, yes, we have we have gone through all of our competitive products and we also done the some user research. Then we have come up with the solution to enter their. Uh, pond related data, something like their uh, water quality parameters and water quality result, and the, uh, they have to enter the uh, how much feed they are putting in so that we can calculate the BMS, like something like. So um, we, we have developed the perfect product when we have launched last year. Then when we are analyzing the data, what are the data we are getting from the farmers? And actually, like it is, um, it is like only the couple of farmers are entering not rest of the farmers are like not at all entering the data then then when we are then we are we are analyzing all our competitive products no 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 one is giving the um, the solution what we are providing you this like what they are providing is something like a kind of uh, like internal facebook kind of thing where they are um, they are just uploading their pictures and asking questions like this is very simple stuff what we are providing is a sophisticated one where we can get a lot of uh, information out of it so that we can provide a good solution to the farmer back right then uh, it uh, then we are doing some uh, research again we are approaching the customers with the right cqa then we are only then we are got to know that okay that Farmers are only keeping their data in the ledger, like in the form of uh, uh, paper. Like uh, they are, uh, they are not uh, very uh, time or interested to enter the, those data into the mobile app. So, so now we are revamping the, our whole app into what other people are providing kind of thing. Then uh, now we are just realize that okay, you don't need to enter data. Instead of entering data, you please take the photo of your data, like. We will take care of everything. So, so those kind of like we are doing revamping. We are like uh, we are trying to uh, implement the machine learning to to take those data to address the problem. So now we are uh, we are about to release the the, the second version of our app. So That's this is yes. beautiful. I think you not only told a problem and also a solution, right? So yes. the <laughs> human dynamics part of the farmers thing got missed out here. Right. And then the solution for that, you said, is like, OK, though that human dynamics should come into the solution. Now that it's I think basically first time you did what I did in SharePoint and Microsoft, right? Give them 10 fields, they enter it. They'll say, what a day. I have other things to do in life. I have a prawn to free. Do not enter data in your application. <laughs> yeah, good, uh, good case. Uh, Nishan. Yeah. Actually, I'm not able to pick an exact use case where we can map to this. So one thing I can say is like few years back, actually, we had a requirement from one of our airlines to scale up their system to support a promotion sale. 
So based on that, just based on that requirement, actually we had some internal, so many discussions internally how we can scale up our, all our servers and, and how much volume that they are expecting on the sale day, like how many, I mean, about the TPS and the transaction volume and they, uh, they said they gave it they gave, they gave the figures and all and we just uh, worked out the uh, created the entire strategy based on those simple mathematics figures like this tps is around 600 or 1000 tps and all. and we uh, we uh, we uh, we created a strategy to do the nfr testing and everything went well and we uh, we uh, finally we arrived like say to support the sale we need this many servers and everything was in place and finally on the day of sale what happened is like just after we uh, set up all those servers and just after i think just uh, within 10 minutes all servers went into an all order state so in fact that's sale itself failed and we had to spend uh, again a two hours time frame to recover, to identify the root cause and fix the solution because they had a loss in that two hours time frame Mm. Later, we realized that what exa- what exactly made that mistake is actually the we actually failed to do the CQA that the same point actually I was thinking the Raja was mentioned the right questioning is the important aspect for an architecture. Actually, we actually failed uh, from their B two C application. What all APIs they are calling? We missed uh, one of one of an API which we thought is a negligible one, but oh, actually okay. they are calling it as as a as a main API or they are calling it as a uh, as an API in their each and every booking transaction flow. So we, we missed to include in our transaction, NFR transaction mix and that API itself finally created the problem and everything went into a disaster state. So <laughs> the point I would, I would say like uh, that is an important thing whenever we do, an, uh, we can take assumption that is okay. But if we have any option to uh, get answers or get product information by frequently asking questions to all stakeholders. First, uh, as if we go from the typical ISR theoretical point of view, first we when we have a problem or a or a uh, or a problem statement, first we need to identify who all are the stakeholders involved in that, and we need to frame questions for each and every person, like business persons or customer on the internal operation team, infra team, and we should ask right question. And I would, and, uh, to be more precise, I would say common sensical questions to the uh, to each and everyone. And to based on that only, I think we should create the further execution study. I think that's a very good point. And I think probably as you are telling this, right, you are telling different roles, probably I have got so religiously converted that immediately I'm telling this is an IT environment related question that had got missed. Yeah, correct. Okay. So, I, I, so that basic thing, that structure, right, which pillar kind of gets us a little more focused on that. You know, let's say you have one hour of questioning. We can say 10 minutes for BTS, 10 minutes for this. Then it kind of forces to think there. Otherwise, we'll take talk about one and then we say, you know, I did one hour of questioning with them where we miss something else. Right? But this is a... It's a classical thing. It could happen to any yeah, one. Yeah, Kumar, in my view also, or in my observation also, generally, I think uh, the two main pillars that uh, we used to see as a lacking factor in enterprise architectures, one is the human dynamics, the other one is this uh, business technology. 
yeah i think uh, they itself has genuine reason for justification for that because since they are architected they always have an affinity towards technology and technique kind of stuff <laughs> and they are very much or less interested on the other aspects like a, a business is not my role and this human <laughs> dynamics is the project management kind of things or this that also itself the business person's role to collect right information from the customer stakeholders or in on uh, and a uh, similar kind of stakeholders so uh, it's an i think a mindset problem because uh, yeah, yeah. otherwise uh, we should what if we have to as you said in the today's world enterprise architect role we are still in the level 0 uh, but we are not taking any judicious actions or from the top uh, companies cxo levels we are not taking any judicious actions to make this enterprise architect into the level 1 or level 2 or the actual enterprise architect i industry is looking for like they should do or they should i think they should do some retro kind of things and rather pointing out a blame each person actually they should actually find what pillars or what exact factors might be missing in that context uh, rather than, uh, rather uh, find a problem with a person we should i think find a problem with which pillar is missing very good we should yeah. do in that kind of analysis That's so that the person itself or the the person who has regret on things can easily identify yeah actually it was my role so uh, <laughs> i i could have been find out this yeah that's that's it in in such a psychological way i think we should handle that too so so many times where i feel like hanging my head in shame when i like recently you heard that thing right uh, what is it bank of america or somebody who had given off money to their uh, city bank city bank city bank city bank yeah no that's an architecture failure right but nobody will actually call an architect messed up there right they will either say it's a business problem or the maker checker that manager forgot to check it like that but it's an architecture problem right there is a fatigue that sets in but no no architect i'm sure is going to get blamed for that right he will not take the fall for it because it's like the same thing right the world also thinks it's just got to do with technology that's it so anyway deepak closing <clears throat> so so my my sort of view is less from the applications perspective or building those things i'm i'm looking at it from the the building capabilities perspective how the the long term view of the organization when it changes how the the sins of the past come to haunt them right <laughs> so uh so them and so i'm just taking an example of a very large organization which is multinational organization which is outsourced literally everything they they have infrastructure outsourcing they have uh, application outsourcing all they have in their it uh, team is uh, maybe they call themselves architects uh, they have project managers so they that's all they have in and, and uh, what what happens is when they they said okay now there is a strategic shift we want to start building uh, applications in the cloud uh, and okay let us get our the infrastructure guys to start provisioning cloud stuff right now the applications teams are ready asking for stuff is we want to we want to host stuff in the cloud 
says, okay, uh, we have this process which takes care of, uh, you want a virtual machine in the cloud, you fill out this form, it goes there and it, the whole thing will get provision for you in 15 days. Can you imagine that? Right? A, a virtual machine in the cloud requiring 15 days to provision. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, now this, I believe, is what if it's a cloud-free sunny day, man? How can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> it will <rain. laughs> so they have to wait for the cloud to come then. <laughs> yeah, come on. Right. So <laughs> is an optimistic estimate. <laughs> it may not rain. So, so what I'm trying to say here is that so this is now they did not realize that they if they move to the cloud, there are a whole set of things which need to be readjusted. To, to make it work in the same. So it says just because we move to the cloud, we expect things to move faster. There is a whole bunch of uh, processes and outsourcing which you have put in place. So there's so many handoffs already in place. This is, it's, it is going to take 15 days because you have put this process in place. Mm, okay. Right. So it's, it. it's, it's not because that outsourcer is, uh, is reluctant to do those things. You put those processes in play and the SLA says 15 days, right? So why would they do anything faster, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that, is, that is what, the, because it has come from the day when they used to provision uh, in their own data center and they have to go through all those things. Why should it take so much time? And today, and that organization realized that we never built this capability internally to have any of these things internally. Right. So, so this, this actually triggered after struggling for a year or two with this, they figured out we need to do insourcing now. Hmm. Right. So they went from outsourcing to insourcing said, we need to build these capabilities because we don't need outsourcing to do some of these things which can be automated. Right. So, and that's, I would say, this is not necessarily an architectural failure in that sense, but this is a failure of 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 uh, managing the change of no of actually your it, is it is part of it. yeah it's yeah, part it of is, architecture it is, it is architecture failure I won't let the architect off the hook so easily Deepak because yeah. if you take ISA right in IT environment change management is a serious subtopic under IT environment yeah. okay so this is a clear failure of IT environment and human dynamics now if these two pillars were looked at it would have naturally helped the architect to focus on the business technology strategy pillar, which right. means we have to change the fundamental way in which how we work. Right. So these two pillars will give you insights into how the business strategy should change. Right. And you know how this all this thing came about? It says, we want to implement DevOps, right? And that's when it says, okay, this okay. is this big pillar inside your IT environment, which will never let DevOps happen. You go ah. fix that. You go fix that first, right? So this is where we are involved in diagnosing. This is what how much time can it really is, take? Uh, is a great point. It actually says that you know when you find a weakness, when you get a learning like this, right? And you find that these two pillars are weak. It also helps you focus on okay, these two pillars were weak, but this also means the BTS pillar needs to be made stronger or it needs to be changed. The fundamental business priorities should change. So insourcing to outsourcing, is it a technical decision? No, it is not. Is it a process decision? No, it is not. Is it a business decision? 
yes it is does that mean the it or the process need not be considered no they have to be considered correct so it's a mishmash they are all connected that's what architecture is about nothing stands out by itself and everything is stands out by itself and everything is connected also right but then when you you can take any one and you can and land up in the other and then you keep going between the pillars to make some ultimately for the solution to succeed all the see it's i kind of have this analogy right so imagine if this is architecture and it have five pillars right now it is not even something like five serially so that if you remove the three pillars it will still be standing it doesn't like that it's those five pillars which are in a circle actually so if i remove even if one pillar is weak right people who are in podcast can't listen can't see what i'm showing but imagine it's a pillar of circle of pillars so even if one pillar goes down that stability of that disk will get changed so you can't say i will have one pillar weak and still my architecture will be good it has to be equally balanced and even if you make one thing very strong right and you just touch up on still it will be weak in fact it will become even more weaker that's the case which gautam just said the it pillar was so strong that the business pillar didn't have any chance it was decimated right when it went production but if the it pillar was a little weak where they didn't build in the tight checks something could have happened some batch belt could have been done some manual data entry into the db could have been done some excel import could have been done but because the technical pillar was so strong the architecture could not do anything also so that imbalance or if the business technology business strategy is so strong this is i have seen right the business is very clear on what they want the solution will never come out the technology guys will just keep developing 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 it will never see day of light so if the business is only if this happens the solution should go out all of us have faced that right the solution will never see day of light which is again a problem by itself i think but it's a great uh, discussion i think uh, thanks all for uh, joining i think it's good insights uh, catch you all uh, a fortnight from now so stop recording